Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans, welcome back to the Protect the Nest podcast with your guy Dodson, Chris Dodson, over at Forbes Sports covering the Pelicans and the New Orleans Saints, over at Music Movies and Hoops covering the rest of the NBA, and you know, some music, movies, whatever else is jumping up in the culture, try to do the top 21 artists out of New Orleans for the year 2021, real to music that she's always posting on, on Pell's Twitter, I'm sure y'all know about it, she got some music out there, Broadway Low, there's been a few other Pelicans fans I linked up to because I saw them. Then I saw they was doing music, and we try to do some promotion articles for that. So y'all go check that out. Again, if you just go to Google and just type in Music, Movies, and Hoops, New Orleans Top 21 Artists for the Year 2021, you'll be straight. You'll find that. So we're hoping you get straight and find everything you need to know about the Pelicans right here on the Protecting Nest Podcast, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And we're going to move right into it today. We got a game. It's game four of the preseason. We're playing the Utah Jazz. They ain't won nothing. We at least won one game. It's going to jump off at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's out in Salt Lake City. You can watch it at pelicans.com, you know, if you're in market. You can listen on the radio if you're old school like that at 100.3 FM ESPN New Orleans. And there's other places you can follow around. I've seen they've been putting it up on the YouTube because they know people want to follow this team. This team's got a, a following that goes way further than 75 miles out. we got a global icon in Zion Williamson who won't be playing tonight. A few other people won't be playing, but let's look at what we do want to see in this game. One, I hope we can see some momentum with the starters that are available, especially against the Jazz is starters. I really want to see this team start competing at that level so they're ready to jump off in the regular season, hit the ground running, no more slow starts, no getting behind the eight ball, getting way behind the eight seed. Now we need to fight for a top six seed this season. So I want to see that happen. I don't want to see us getting down and blown out by like 10 points just to start the every game. They hit 10 shots, we hit one of 10 shots. That ain't right. That's not a recipe for anything except disaster. So I want to see a faster start with the starters. But I also feel like with this new team learning to build chemistry and a first-time head coach, we're just not going to be able to come out of the gate full throttle. We just can't do that because we're just going to play ourselves into more mistakes and more frustration when taking it slow and just building on the basic offense, getting those getting those things right, the things you're going to have to do right in tough moments where it's just muscle memory. Let's just work on that. And the rest of the game, I ain't really worried about. Like that Minnesota game against Carl Anthony Towns, when they run us out the building in the second quarter. I'm not worried about that because they were playing the Birmingham squadron. They weren't playing Zion and B.I. and Jackson. That wasn't what happened. But hopefully we can get on the same page. And I'd understand a 4-6, and 7-9, maybe even an 8-12 start, depending on when Zion comes back. we got a diff- different kind of schedule. I mean, hopefully we can catch the 76s off guard on the 20th especially since that's only in nine days and they still don't know where Ben Simmons is at. And then two days after that, we go to Minnesota and we can kind of get get some revenge, not for just a blowout in the preseason because nobody's going to care about that. Half those players won't even be in Pelicans jerseys. They'll be in Birmingham. But for those losses that we took to Minnesota last year that really knocked us out of the playoff race, really put us in, the, in a bind going into the bubble, really put us in, in – in just a bad way because we lost to a team when they didn't have their starters. They didn't have Cat. They didn't have D'Angelo Russell. And we still went out there and stunk up the joint. So I really feel like this team needs to develop and position themselves for good start to the season. 
And then by the by the end of the season, we really just hope they're playing the best basketball. We're going into a playoff spot, and we can all celebrate and not really worry about the preseason losses because, hey, we went undefeated in the preseason before, and they only won 30 games the next 130 days. That's, that's again, a recipe of nothing but disaster. However, I don't think this season is going to be a disaster. I think the over-under, if, if we're going to get right into it, I'm going to do this more of like a season preview. I'm working on a piece for Forbes now, and, and they even gave me a spot – Helpfully uh, to to learn about the Washington Wizards and and see how that team operates. So it's going to be fun to see how that up and coming team and rebuild, maybe trade and build the Pelicans and how the Pelicans is going. I'm really going to enjoy the next week of being able to uh, have the opportunity to look at another team. Forbes gave me that to do, but I'm doing something for them. It's a season preview. Everybody does it. I'm going to go through my ideas, my thoughts, everything that might be on paper when this comes out next week. Again, right before that October 20th game against the 76ers. And, hey, look, if you got 10 friends, if the Pels 12, you got 12 friends, y'all want to jump in on it, Pelicans have heard us. They got packages for $120. They couldn't do packages for $12. Come on now. But you add to zero, $120, bucks, you get in there. It's, it's some food. It's some drink. It's some access. It's a great time. Y'all go check them out. And and really really come out for this team on opening night. I know the Hurricanes got a bunch of people down. There was a lot of open seats in the Superdome. Uh, last weekend, I was fortunate enough, blessed enough to be in the building to write the homecoming article, and I'm hoping I'm hoping it's been so long since we had fans that could go to the games. New Orleans fans are really gonna flock, pun intended, to the Smoothie King Center, so we can you know we can chop it up, blend it up, yell it up, cheer it up, and watch this team go to the playoffs while we you know watch this team grow. And I think that's a lot of what this season's gonna be about. It, 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 even for the older players, even for Jonas, even for Devontae Graham, it's going to be about how they grow with this team. Now, look, we five, six minutes in. I'm going to try and grow your bank account a little bit. You know, we got to drop these ads every now and then. Don't try and go crazy with them. But it's another week of the NFL season. That means it's another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So you bet a dollar, you know you win in 100 because there's no 0-0 NFL game. Come on, y'all. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. My grandma wasn't even alive then. She had two more years left. Come on. You gotta, it's a no-brainer if you go to this sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not available in every state yet, but you know it's coming. 13 out of 20 of the casinos in this state have already put in the applications. All 20 is expected to do it before January. Start getting in big with DraftKings now. So part of that is you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and you'll win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years of older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a minimum $1 wager required to win the 100 One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
And that's how I'm going to continue this podcast, telling you about the best bet of the Pelicans. I see y'all looking at player props, Zion for All-Star, MVP, B.I. Yeah, they got low odds for Zion getting to an All-Star because you know he's going to get the popular vote. They expected him to get voted in. Brandon Ingram might be a fringe, like, end-of-the-bench All-Star like he was a couple years ago, depending on who's all healthy. You know, with Clay coming back and all these other players, you don't know how the season's going to really pop off. So I think the best bet for a gamble the best bet to lay that down for your money and double it up, triple it up, maybe even seven times your money, which is the bet I got for you. The best bet for these New Orleans Pelicans is betting on the Pelicans. Depending on balancing the risk versus reward for team wages, you can look at going big like Trey Murphy 3 for Rookie of the Year, 11000 or whatever. Same thing for 11000 or one for the Pelicans to win the finals. But that's not smart money betting. That's 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 gambling. That's lotto type things. You could even to to look at something more reasonable. Pelicans fans, go for the thirty nine and a half wins over underline, and just double your money. The Pelicans should win forty games. Vegas ain't high on them. I don't think. I think Vegas even wants to set that that bar a little lower. But there's so many Pelicans fans. Not that we got a bunch of us in the 12, but they betting them up. They see what this team's done. They see how they did at Summer League. It went up from 37 to 39. It's been bet up a little bit. So that's a that's a nice double your money bet. Though it is dangerous considering the team's record the past two seasons. However, the most optimistic fans, the one y'all smart money fans, the ones y'all want to listen to it, go hop on Pelicans winning the division. Just the Southwest Division. Because you can get plus 700 odds. Pelicans win the division. And look, as New Orleans Wells knows, it, it takes just one injury. One locker room dust up to derail a season. It takes one Boogie Cousins chasing down a bad free throw miss of a game that is not in doubt to really throw the Pelicans' whole future for the next five years over in because that we five years after that now. If he doesn't get hurt. If the Pelicans really take the Warriors to a game seven or even beat the Warriors, there's no way AD's leaving. There's no way Cousins is leaving when we can give them that pair. And they, they had everything. With Drew, they had everything. We'll never know what could have happened, but you'll never know if you can win the money unless you lay it down. New Orleans, again, they know about the injuries. They know about locker room dust-ups. Memphis, Ja Morant. Jaw's been hurt a little bit. Memphis is due to hit a wall. They can't just keep going up, 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 up. Eventually, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, and all them, they're going to kind of get found out a little bit. They're going to have to go through some struggles. They're going to have to play through that. And I think the Pelicans could have a better record than Memphis at the end of the year. I also think they could have a better record than Houston because everybody's going to have a better record than Houston at the end of the year. San Antonio would have to make a whole bunch of moves and they're still at plus 2,500. They're the long shots. The The Pelicans are three times more likely to win this division than the Spurs. Your only real competition is the Grizzlies, who I think we would take outright. And then they got the Dallas Mavs minus 230. So you'd have to bet 230 to win 100. As with the Pelicans, you bet 100, you win 700. If Luka goes down, if Chris stops Porzingis, does not play up to par and just shits the bed again. Jason Kidd actually has to get that right. He actually, actually, he has to make things work in Dallas. We don't know if he can do that. He hadn't done it anywhere else. Why would he do it in Dallas? 
especially since Dallas isn't going to be attracting free agents. They're not going to be trading for somebody big. Mark Cuban's proven that as much as he's willing to put into that team, he's just he, he can't attract big guys. He, he's even allowed guys like DeAndre Jordan to let teammates lock him in and kidnap him. And we all know that was playful because no, no grown man's going to let himself get kidnapped the same way no grown man's going to let another grown man in his hotel room to play him a piano. So, your best bet is, one, that wasn't a full piano serenade that David Griffin played to Zion. Maybe there was a keyboard there and he plucked a couple keys, but that's don't, don't go too far into that. David Griffin did not stage a James Dolan-style concert in Madison Square Garden for Zion in Zion's hotel room. Didn't happen. Betting on that one. That's your next best bet. But best bet that you can actually lay down, Pelicans plus 700 to win a division. Because, look, their best-case scenario is Brandon Ingram's going to make the leap from that end-of-the-bench all-star he was in 2019 to the bona fide all-star that gets in all NBA team conversations. Zion Williamson's going to start 70 games, shows his expanded mid-range game, that off-the-glass shot that Spoon had him shooting last year. And the Pelicans are going to win at least a first-round playoff game, if not a few, if not the series. Devontae Graham is going to embrace his role and become what Eric Gordon and Eric Bledsoe never never lived up to. Trey Murphy the third earns all NBA rookie honors. He's going to win the three-point contest over Clay and Steph, and he's just going to shoot the lights out the building to kill Alexander Walker. Again, best-case scenarios, he's going to earn his starter status, and then Jonas Valachunas is going to do everything to help this team that even a versatile and multi-talented generational talent like Anthony Davis, he refused to do it. Steven Adams wanted to help. We've seen this offseason. He was expanding his range and his game and shot before he got traded, but he was still too far limited. I think Jonas Valanciunas is the right, you know, he's the right, right flavor Porsche. He's the right, right size bed. He's right size everything. He's right in the middle of everything they couldn't, couldn't do or didn't want to do. He's going to do it, and he's going to help this team. Which brings us to the worst-case scenario, and that's Zion playing less than 70 games as he battles against the injury-prone label that he it's going to accompany and worry about his weight and playing style throughout his career. We're going to see maybe Brandon Ingram plateau as he tries to take on too much of that defensive role, too much of a leadership role. He can't help that Zion's down again. He's going to be fighting for fringe NBA All-Star votes just because he's carrying this team. But he... Ingram again shows he cannot carry a team like this by himself to, to the middle of the playoff conversation. Maybe we flirt with that 10-9 game again, but that's about it. Jackson Hayes and Nikhil see their development stall in another bad season while Kyra Lewis Jr. gets buried on the depth chart again. Devontae Graham, maybe he is just a Bourbon Street cover band doing an out-of-tune Eric Bledsoe impression and then... Trey Murphy, three's early shooting streak flames out like all those one-hit wonders that hit a rookie wall. That's your worst-case scenario. I don't think much of that plays out. I think everything in the best-case scenario plays out. And that's, again, why I would bet the Pelicans plus 700 to win this division, even over the Dallas Mavs. A lot of that's got to do with Brandon Ingram, who I think will be the team MVP, not Zion Williamson. I think Brandon Ingram will be the barometer to gauge the pressure of this team and the progress of this team this season. Ingram's going to be asked to expand his game to include playmaking duties, expand his range, take that shooting up, you know, that volume up, 
keep his efficiency. He's going to have to expend more energy as a leader on the defensive end. So maybe he needs, you know, some more rest. He didn't play high enough minutes or as high minutes as he did. But he's still going to have to post career highs in shooting, rebounds, assists, that sort of stuff. The playmaking he's being asked to jump into. And that's the big question. Will Ingram falter in an expanded role? Or will he thrive as a leader on both sides of the court? His answer is going to be a beacon as to whether the the pressure pops this team's playoff balloon or helps lift the team into a stratosphere occupied only by the legitimate playoff contenders, the legitimate teams that you say they're going to win a playoff series, or they could, depending on the 4-5 matchup. But the bet here, the bet for the Protecting Us podcast is Brandon Ingram passes every test. He graduates from that to the NBA playoff stage. He gets to show everything he can do. He shoulders all these new responsibilities. He reposts career highs in scoring assists. And most importantly, steals and blocks. I think he's going to get career highs in steals and blocks. And he's going to get some all-NBA votes. Now, with Ingram as the team MVP, you must think, well, what's Zion? Zion, Zion is easily the best value in the entire NBA, even over Ja Morant. Anybody on their rookie deal has got to be considered for the best value in the NBA because look, Zion is given for only he's getting paid 10, 10 million this year, ten point three. After state taxes, call it less than ten, and he's still giving you thirty million dollars in production, and that's going by like Statcast where they they average out per player per year per contract what's a point worth, what's everything worth. He's given thirty million dollars in production. I don't want to run all that down to you because. Radio and podcasters say too much math, too much numbers, you lose track. But promise me, these $30 million in production, look at all the other contracts of the stars in this league. Zion is your best value. As long as he's playing on his rookie deal, he's the best value in the NBA. Even when he gets bumped up next year, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, that's $25 million stat line right there. Everybody would pay that. And Williamson, being being the value he is, you have to start looking ahead because he won't always be that value. He'll be eligible for a five-year rookie contract extension worth 25% of the salary cap, and that's going to be like $181 million. Even more if he hits all-NBA and all-star status, we, we could be talking $200 million when it's all said and done with incentives. But that's money well spent because it'll keep Zion Williamson in town through the 2027 season. That's why I say he's the best value. Even through that contract, depending on how he grows, once he starts flirting with 30 a game every night, maybe even averaging that over a season, he's going to be the best value. And that's why right now, this this season, being the career and franchise-defining year it could be, this is a crossroads. This is the Pelicans' last best opportunity to build around Zion Williamson before this roster is going to be luxury tax levels of expensive. And part of that expense and how you could save on the margins brings us to our X factor of the season, which is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's primed for a breakout year. Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe are gone. Nikhil's going to be able to jump into the minutes. I think he will I think he'll be better than Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. He's going to cost less, and that's even going several years down the road. Uh, I mean, Devontae Graham's here, to, he, and he's content to share time in the starting and six-man roles with Nikhil, so long as it helps the team win. I know Nikhil's the same way. He's been talking about his growth and leadership, both with Team Canada and the New Orleans Pelicans. 
over these last couple years in this summer. But in a 14-game sample size, Nikhil averaged 19.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.1 steals. He was playing 34 minutes a night. He was getting to the rim. He was putting more pressure on the defense in a more multiple various ways than Lonzo Ball ever did. And even at, like as a ceiling, Alexander Walker. Nikhil could. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. Think about it. He's already 6'6", 6'7", putting on muscle, putting on weight. He could be the third star of this team. He could be the organically grown third star. The third. We got a big three of Ingram, Zion, Nikhil. In three years, that might be the most feared threesome under the age of... Yeah, they'll still all be under the age of 25 except Ingram, so call it 27. His floor just maintained... And if Nikhil just maintains his play now, he could be the stabilizing fourth wheel a la Rajon Rondo with the Celtics back in 08, except Nikhil is bigger, faster, stronger, scores more. Again, does everything about it better. Maybe defense would be still lacking, but he's got the size. He's way bigger than Rajon. Nikhil could play that role. And if he steps into that with the contract he would be on, once Williamson signs his other, then Nikhil is your best value. And maybe, maybe just your third all-star. But look, as far as what's coming, David Griffith knows this is a career-defining year. We know that Zion's going to have a few more seasons to get comfortable. Uh, I mean, but it's still it's a big season. We're going to have to be negotiating Zion's contract at the same time the team executives are scouting for a new home arena for the Pelicans. Smoothie King Center may not be here for the next 10 years. It's already made the paper. I think that was Jeff Duncan threw it out on actual locations. I don't think they mentioned over at the Fulberg Brewery, but I think they have they have room over there for something. Also, it's, it might be a hell of a coincidence that the secession plan come out for the Pelicans and Saints, and the next week you have not only was there talk, uh, rumors, little smoke, no fire, about an aerospace Airbus-type sponsorship for the Superdome, and then the pandemic hit, and that crushed air travel and all their money, and Caesar stepped up. But right after the secession plans happen, you get Richard Branson, who's got Virgin Galactic, Virgin Air, trying to go to the moon. He's looking for all these other things. But he might be getting beat out by Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin and Tesla and all that in that game. He's got the money to jump into the other play toy of all billionaires, and that's sports franchises. It, again, maybe it's a coincidence that he's talking with a toy and everybody the week after the secession plan, but I think he's... He, he, there's no reason not to court him as another great, passionate owner, energetic, uh, not from, you know, America. He's British, so he would not be, you know, he wouldn't be buying this team for Seattle. He'd be buying this team to keep it in New Orleans the same way Gail Benson has planned. And I think that is a, a very early, unsubstantiated rumor, totally pulling it out of my rear end look at things. But that's just too much that adds up. Just too much that adds up. So, look, as they're scouting for that, this is going to be a monumentally important season beyond just the final standings. It'll have a major effect on the future franchise decisions. 
after two tumultuous years with Alvin Gentry and Stan Van Gundy in the lead chair, the Pelicans are now going to be hoping that their third coach in three years, Mr. Willie Green, can be that that coaching charm to unlock this team's championship potential. Because look, a third sub 500 year of barely eclipsing 300 uh, 30 wins, it's not going to suffice for a team led by a experienced, more veteran, young vet. Zion and B.I. The national media, even local media with Christian Clark's article come out and express healthy, thick doses. Schmidt even threw some stuff up. I don't know how much credit I give to that one. I ain't trying to call you out, Schmidt, but that that some of that's just uh, there were some stretches. There were some stretches there that I just can't go along or disagree with. But it is it's a healthy dose of skepticism. It's a lot of criticism. A lot of it is founded. Some of it, I think, is unfounded, but it's something this regime has got to deal with in the past few weeks and in the next few weeks. They did a lot to look at these narratives and head them off well during media day. And that's a credit to Griffin's directness. Maybe not as, uh, didn't, didn't give me the same answer as that David Griffin's presser account on Twitter, which is absolutely hilarious. But to these allegations situations, they were spelled out in several reports. And even Willie Green, once Griffin was done, Willie Green come out. And he's just got a smooth nature on the microphone. He's polished. This is this doesn't seem like it's his first rodeo out there. And it's not. I think a lot of that comes from him being a player and dealing with the media in, in, in the time he was in the league. And, look, coming off an NBA Finals run with the Suns, Willie Green believes the Pelicans are ready for this next step. And hit Green's resume with Phoenix and before that Golden State that kind of gives that declaration a certain believability, especially with a mentor like Mike D'Antoni tagging along as a consultant. So with arguably, with arguably the best, deepest supporting cast behind the two All-Stars, behind any two All-Stars New Orleans has had since Chris Paul, Tyson Chandler, David West, anybody was in town, we finally got that. So simply, this year relies on Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram finally stringing along consistent weeks of winning basketball together. If they do, an historically good season should follow. One for the ages, one for us to remember, and one that, hey, we talked about it last podcast, puts B.I. in the top ten all-time list for scoring, threes made, uh, Zion up there for free throws, all that kind of stuff. It'll be something when we look back on the season, the record books will show it should be that important. We should be able to feel that in our hearts because not only do they win, not only do they break break through and finally find the way towards that championship culture David Griffith wanted. But their achievements will be marked in our history books for forever because this team's going to be together for a few years. Front office, if everything goes well, they'll be here for a few more years as well. But look, trading Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday in consecutive off seasons, that drastically changed the general construction of the roster and the salary cap. But it also, you know, because getting rid of Davis really cleared a lot of cap space. Same for trading Lonzo Ball, but then bringing in and hiring Willie Green served as a way to change the chemistry of this team and a day that seems to produce a downright joyful locker room dynamic. Ingram said he hadn't really talked to Lonzo all offseason. He just knew he was happy because he got money. And I think if you want to read into the between the lines there, you could do a lot of it. I'm not going to do it here. Maybe later once some more information comes out. But first year Willie Green, Coach Willie Green, He's going to be given time to grow into the job, but this is a third-year referendum for everybody else in the organization. Josh Hart, Nikhil, Jackson, David Griffin, the rest of the front office. Even as a replacement to a polarizing former player in Lonzo Ball, Devontae Graham's got to come in and prove his worth almost immediately 
He hadn't really done that this preseason. And until all that comes together, you're still going to have to deal with all these unsourced, anonymous, speculation. I don't even want to call them articles. I barely even want to call them blog pieces. I just want to call them uh, just dumps and drops on the internet. But whatever. I won't dump on them too bad. All that's going to be regarding a Zion Williamson trade package to a major media market. It's all going to persist until he's healthy and leading New Orleans to a top six playoff seed. But, hey, look, these Pelicans, they've been they've been playful all preseason. They've been enjoying every moment together. I think they're going to enjoy the season together. I think the Pelicans fans are going to enjoy the season together. I think even though, yeah, the roster's coming together nice, but still the Pelicans have, they're highly suspected to be in the mix for one big roster-altering trade to add top-end talent, added that playoff push. They got the contracts. They got the draft assets to bring in an all-star talent like Bradley Biller, Damian Lillard. They wouldn't have to lose any core piece of this playoff foundation. And they can really push forward with this next era of winning New Orleans Pelicans basketball. So guys, I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. I hope we won with you today. I hope y'all enjoy the game later. It's about to start in a little bit of an hour. But this will be posted up. Y'all go back, check some of the old podcasts. Give us a five-star review if you want. We got some more coaching series coming up. I got a big interview on Thursday. I'm going to release some clips with an LSU legend. If you're into that, check it out. Now, even, hey, if you're hearing this and you reach out on Twitter and say, hey, I heard about that LSU legend, I'll hook you up with something. So, might be Jackson Hayes' rookie card, might be Zion Hayes' rookie card, uh, Zion Williamson rookie card. We don't know. We might even look at some tickets. I, I'm still working this out. Might even just be some Fury uh, Music Movies and Hoops merch. If y'all want to check out Music Movies and Hoops and really like what we're doing over there, Chris Connor just released a bomb piece on BIBI. This new rapper coming up. I just still got to learn about it. But, hey, we still learned about how this season's going to come along, how this team's coming along. Hope y'all learned a lot about me. I'm learning about y'all's love because people are coming back in droves after a month off from the hurricane. Again, appreciate y'all so much. Talk to y'all in a bit, bringing y'all some content. Little slices about the Pelican Saints and New Orleans ball in general every day. Just like Encore Pizzeria over on Ferret Streets, bringing you some of the best pizza in the city. Y'all go check them out. They always got special deals and this, that, and the other. All the best pizza, like I say, the gnocchi, the meatballs, the fried ancerita, the rice balls. I can't even pronounce it right. The bottles of wine. It's wonderful. Tell them Dodson over at Protecting That Sent You, and they'll hook you up.